Jean O'Brien. This is my best friend, Tina Louise Eckert. And I am single. And I am married. And this is Single versus, versus Married, the podcast. <laughs> what are we reading like this for? Because today's topic is natural childbirth. Childbirth. This is a one of a part two of a three-part series. That's right. About family planning. And about having kids. Like now we talk about, you know, adoption and mm-hmm. now we're talking about having kids and what we all started with was the stigma of when people ask if you want to have kids or exactly. why don't you have kids right now the next follow-up to that is oh you had you have kids did, how'd you have, have them? them yeah oh. did, you, did you get an epidural did you have them naturally did you have them in a bathtub did you have a c-section Ugh. did you pull them out with forceps just when you were done like <laughs> i don't know if it works like that but. <laughs> we wouldn't know we wouldn't know no. we're not experts on this uh, no. subject I mean, people are choosing more and more, especially lately, mm-hmm. to have more natural childbirth. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like um, I have a friend who just had a baby and she had a doula. And I thought this is such a new concept for me now. Mm-hmm. I felt mm-hmm. like maybe like in like the 60s or 70s, I felt like it was like more hippies had like doulas. And like. Really? Yeah. Because I feel like it was like, you know, your girlfriend would be like your loving person that would sit behind you. Maybe because all the men were in the war. Oh. Or like. <laughs> Or just like <laughs> I love it. Keep going. This is where my brain goes. I love it. Or just not in the picture because it's a lot of free love. Free I sex. need a lady because my husband's in the war. <laughs> this is, that's isn't that what the whole movie A League of Their Own was about? <laughs> like girls came together because all the men were in the war. I thought it was about baseball. <laughs> <laughs> they came Follow me. <laughs> but so I felt that I, I thought it was very popular. And I felt like there was like a big, big lull for a long time where you didn't hear the word midwife or doula for a long time. When our parents had us, I don't know the women were doing that. Like they're just like, oh my God, thank God I can go to the hospital and get drugs. Like yeah. I think that's what it was. Like I was born C section. Oh, but then to see, once you get a C section, the next child has, has to, to be come, yeah. Right. So, like, exactly. Rory, Rory just popped out, like, Bloop. But here's the other thing. Yeah. No, my mom was in labor with me for 26 hours. And let me tell you, I'm going to tap out, too, if I'm doing anything for 26 hours. Oh. Sounds terrifying. Hanging out with you wouldn't be. Oh. Well, we haven't really done We wouldn't it. have any. <laughs> oh, we've done it. We've traveled together. We wouldn't have any voices left. That's oh, for no, sure. That's but, you know, I, you know, I would say about 10, 15 years ago, all my friends started having babies, right? It's that time in your life. Oh, people. People, people are about to start doing this. Like, babies are, are about to start coming. And like, oh, I guess this is a thing that, like, is going to enter my life. But it just, it also still seemed like such a faraway thing, but also a thing that would soon start to be part of my life. It's funny because it's the same thing. I knew when everyone just started, like, procreating. I didn't look at it as, like, now there's going to be kids in my life. I looked at it more like I have to throw another baby shower. Yeah. Like, I felt like it was like a lot. Like, I, I still looked at it as, like, a celebration. I didn't really take what was going to happen after that celebration, how that was going to impact my life too. Because it does. It just, when we talk about, you know, from a married point of view and a single point of view, different topics, but like how me not having kids Mm -hmm. is and someone having a kid, it does change the dynamic. It changes the dynamic for sure. Absolutely. I mean, I know we touched upon it, but like, did you ever want to have kids? Up until my 20s, when I got with Art, I say the answer was probably yes. Like I assumed I was a person who was going to have children. And as it became nearer and closer and I got older and the reality of like what having a baby actually is what having a child means the financial burden the change in your lifestyle it it 
it's a slow progression into going, hold on. Like, is this the right? And thankfully, I live in a world. I live in an industry. I have a partner. There is no pressure for me to have had a child. Like, yo, we got to have a kid because, you know, clock's ticking. Like, I never had that. So for me, most of my 20s, I was very poor. We've talked about this before. Well, being being in the entertainment industry, being an actor. like So then when I got into my 30s, I was still like, oh, maybe we want to do this. But Art and I have always been on the same page of like, like do you do you and we're both like I mean not right now not right now like such a history with anxiety that I always thought like I don't it would trigger me I think it would trigger like having panic attacks and And I was like I don't know what what am I going to be like during birth like I don't know am I that strong like I don't know like all my girlfriends say you meet that person and I'm like I don't know if I want to meet her I've seen you in high stress situations. Uh, you get a little bossy. Yeah. <laughs> like, because you have oh, to take control. Yeah. So I think you'd be telling the doctor what he's doing wrong. <laughs> like, and I'd probably be right. 100% <laughs> be right, but there's nothing you can do right then. You know? like, what is your experience with, like, when your friends started having babies? It made me stress out more. It gave me anxiety. Oh, I loved it because I don't – I never wanted to have kids. And when, Ever, ever? No. I, I hmm. no, but I – I never, as a little kid, I remember thinking, like, never really wanted to have a kid. And then I have three little sisters, you know, that's like seven years younger than me, seven to ten years younger than me. Yeah. And I helped, it was an instrumental part of raising them. And I kind of feel like, you've already done it. I've done it. And like, (laughs) their failures are my failures. You know, like, like I do feel, I I make light of it, but I really felt like a lot of my childhood was um, instrumental in helping to raise them. So I don't want to do that again. But when my friends started having kids, I got excited because, as much as I don't want kids, you see me around a kid, you would think I, yeah, I'm, de- I'm like just saying that, but like, I, I really do want to have kids. I don't like. I just like kids a lot. I like their honesty. I like the idea that they, even though they're flawed little horrible assholes, but like they <laughs> are so honest. I mean, they're honest kids. Like their mistakes are mainly honest, unless there's like some like weird little manipulative like devil right. child. But then I love, and then when they have kids, I love it. I want to be all a part, of, you know, be a part of it. Like I think it's adorable. And I've been in the room three times where a baby was born. And That's I've seen, what's terrifying to me. I see. I I love stuff like this. You no- were in the room when I got my like an injection in my knee, and I almost passed out. Oh, I videotaped the whole <laughs> I <know>. thing. <laughs> like this is amazing. I love medical things. None of it grosses me out. Quick story. Okay. So my friend uh, just had her baby. I was in the room, and I guess her placenta came out, and it came out like like a, like not punctured. So it was like bulbous <gasps> when it came out. And the lights are all nice low. There's like this beautiful like low lighting, you know, recessed lighting. It's like at a fancy hospital. And the doctor was in awe. He goes, "It's very rare for me to see this. It's beautiful." <gasps> and then I asked her, "I go, can I go look at it? Because I don't want to go between her legs." If, you oh, know, really? <laughs> I asked permission, <laughs> and she's like, "If you want, I look." And it was it was this beautiful swirled bag and I'm like it is gorgeous I'm like it's really I'm like is it really rare he goes yeah he goes I've only seen like three and I'm like I have to see this he goes really so I go get this like they had like a mirror and I go get this mirror and I put it between her legs and she's like and I angle the mirror it's like one of these tall wall mirror thingies and she's like oh, I can't really see it she goes can we turn on the lights you know it's brighter so I go to flip on the light it is the grossest thing. It was blood and swirling. And she screamed. I screamed. I was in this beautiful, like, low lighting. It was a gorgeous blob, and it came out of her. When I turned it on, it was like all the sins of, like, of Hades swirling in a circle. Uh, but I like stuff like that. <laughs> 
horrifying. I mean, that if I had had that experience, that would have. I mean, that would right then and there. I'm like, done, sealed the deal. I don't think so. No. See, but did she? She had meds though. She, uh, so funny. So I have. I guess I just have some strong badass women in my life. But I have like three friends very specifically that had like no meds, no nothing, and just like bared down had multi- not just one child like more than one that is a, that is a superhero but the natural I, I i mean i understand i i guess i can understand especially if it's your first child how i grew this child in my belly and i want to experience this baby coming out because this is part of the process sure. like not everything in the world is rainbows and unicorns there are hardships but then there's greater reward for things it's just like me running a marathon it's a lot i know it's if it is it's a lot it's four and a half hours of me really pushing myself but four there's, and a half 435 <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's a fast marathon. Anyway, sorry. Not in the world of marathons. It's actually slow. Is it? Yeah. Oh, it sounds fast to me. Oh, it's so fast. <laughs> <laughs> Very amazing. It. But it, 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 there's, why do I go through so much the mental challenge, you know, and then physical challengings is because there's a great reward at the end when you finish. And I can kind of see how natural childbirth is kind of like that. 100%. Well, to us. I don't Listen, I think ultimately you and I – we really can't talk much more about this without introducing our guest. That's 100% true. One of my very favorite people in this world, Shay Andrioni. Hello. Yay. <laughs> Who I should just call it. You should probably just change your name to like superhero mom. Thank you. <laughs> She's so humble. I'm not used to humble. She's like, I'm, I'm not. Like, no. <laughs> well, we should start with like Shay and I met, uh, I don't know, how many years ago now? Oh, sheesh. <gasps> it was it I think it was at least like 15 years ago some, it had to be around there yeah what'd you guys 13, meet 13 14 years so it was when I uh back in my days of being a celebrity personal assistant I worked for uh this Kathleen and Jimmy she had people come in uh teach her different things and Shay was her yoga teacher right personal trainer depending on the day oh, that's it was right. sometimes yoga it was sometimes the staff was allowed to talk to each other <laughs> how dare you <laughs> <laughs> It's true. We were we were allowed to fraternize. Um, so, what is your relationship status? I am married for how long? I am married for almost twelve years. <gasps> oh my gosh! Really? That's crazy. And so we've it's been serious. together. It's serious. <laughs> it's pretty serious at this point. That's good. Um, and we've been together over fifteen. And then you have children. I have children. I have hmm. two children. I have a, a daughter. Okay. Um, and she is 11, and I have a son, and he is 7. Wow. 7-11. 7-11. Oh, and they, they like year. to say that. 7-11. That's cute. Oh, we're 7-11. I know a fun fact about Shay, which people may or may not uh, appreciate. You were the president of the PTA. <laughs> I was. I'm, like, so partly proud of that fact and so ashamed simultaneously. <laughs> Why? Because it is the biggest, like, extreme of super mom. Yes. And and I don't think I ever pictured myself becoming that. Like maybe I did in the nurturing way, but not in the like school way. Like, <laughs> but, the, but it was like a real election? No. There were not people chomping at the bit for this oh, job. Oh, really? What a surprise. No. Really? No, I mean you have to you have to get approved. People have to say yes, they think that you're 
you know, qualified to do this. But so no, you didn't make posters and pass no, out stickers. And- no, I was not Tracy <laughs> Flick. You don't have campaign buttons. No, I no. didn't. Okay. I didn't. All right. I want to say you went wrong. <laughs> so, anyways, I was saying for me, you were one of the first people in my life who really was like talking about kids like seriously. Art and I have been together like maybe a year longer than you and David because we've been together like sixteen years. Wow. So I think what the topic had come up is you said something like, "Well, you and Art going to have kids." We talked about this like I don't know briefly, and I remember going like. I don't know. I don't know. And you were like, I need to have a baby right now. Like you were baby ready. And I remember going, oh, it's so interesting. And you said it to me. Many people were like, just wait, just wait. And like, I've still not experienced that like click of like your body's ready to have a baby. But I remember you very specifically being the first person who's like, I need a baby. It needs to happen right now. Yeah. I mean, I, I, was so ready for that that I was willing to try for a baby before we even got married. And I I did for nine months. And my body was like, you need a ring on your finger. Because to me, I'm like, so you're just having sex. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm trying for a baby. I'm like, yeah, it's called a home run. (laughs) It's funny because I had um, been using birth control and it was the Nuva ring. Oh, uh uh-huh. And every month I would go to the, um, it was the union prescription pharmacy pharmacy thing. thing. And I would go up and I would like go to the woman and say, I'm going to order another ring and she'd give it to me. And um, I said to her, yeah, my boyfriend and I were thinking about having a baby. So we might, I don't know. And somehow I came up with like, but until I get a ring on the finger, that ring's going in. <laughs> There's a ring somewhere. Yeah. It's got to be a ring. Yeah, you can, you can swap out a ring for a ring. Swap out a ring for a ring. You know, unlike people who didn't know growing up, like I've always known I've wanted a kid. Really? Like I have always, always. And I, I wonder how much plays into the birth order because I was the youngest. Interesting. Um, and I wanted a younger sibling. I begged uh, my parents for a younger sibling. And they were like, shop is closed. You're lucky you're even on this planet. But I will add to that point is even though I never wanted to have a child, I always was always was interested in adoption. Like I always wanted to adopt an older child. It was, and that had something because of my past. Like there was a child that my family was – possibly going to adopt that was in a foster system in our building and it just didn't work out but I remember thinking that we were going to get this eight-year-old boy to join our family and I was super excited about it and something about that stuck in my head forever because I always think there's like an age after a certain age like you're just going to be in foster families in the foster system Mm -hmm. so at a young age I would say very out like very to anyone who listened like I would adopt an older child like I 100% would and then also if they are all weird it's not my fault (laughs) (laughs) You're something to put someone else to blame it on. Yeah, right. Or I always wanted like to marry someone who had kids already. Like I wouldn't mind being the mom. Like I, I don't mind being a caretaker. I don't mind being a mom. I just right. don't want physically to have a child. It might be, and also might just be the. I am a little selfish. I'm not selfish to my friends, but there's something I find sounds selfish about me not wanting to have that, you know, like responsibility. I get it. Yeah, like I have a plant, and it. Every other month, it's like this month I'm doing really well, and like everything stands up really nice. And then, like, but last month everything was kind of like open, and like falling down. Did David also want kids? Did you, were you guys on the he same? He did. Page? Okay. He did. He really did. He, um, my husband had been previously married before. Mm-hmm. He got to that point in his first marriage, and then it just started to not work out. But I, he was so like adamant that he was at that place of his life. Mm-hmm. And in fact, the only wish that he had is that he'd started earlier. 
Do you want to tap out at two or you? Oh, we are done. (laughs) (laughs) That's a resounding parent. With that said, no, you had the two children. And since the topic is natural childbirth, you had them naturally. I did. And that was a piece of cake. So easy. Oh, yes. So easy. Mm-hmm. It went all according I to plan, I highly recommend right? it. Was just, yes. It was a just like a marathon four and a half hours Wait, later. Was, you get the reward. It was just like, you know, you're like, I'm going to have it. Here it is. And then I came home with a baby, right? Yeah. And perfect, healthy, no problems. <laughs> okay, well, well thank, thank you, you so, so much. much for <laughs> yes, that was a great. Thank you for having me, guys. Thank you. <laughs> and she's a liar. Yeah. Now tell us exactly. Yeah. That is not the case at all. And I think from the moment you get pregnant, once you're in that – that is your first lesson in that you have no control. Oh. You have you can think that you have a plan and an idea of how things are going to go, but the reality is nature, mm-hmm. your body, your baby, the conditions, your past history, your family history, all of that kind of starts going and you just have to you're like just bearing witness to what's going on. Yeah, so yeah. when you decided when you thought like you're gonna have a natural child, you know, birth process system. <laughs> what do people call it nowadays? Plan, birth plan, right, birth plan. Yeah. I don't know this vernacular. We don't. This is not but, our vernacular. Like, did you share that with your husband? Did you guys talk about it? Or was it more your decision? You just told him. We no, we talked about that together. He had some reservations. I mean, there were. Uh, Talk about my, I was all the way extreme on natural, natural, natural. I wanted a water birth. Oh, I boy, love Jay. the water. I know. I was like, oh, that sounds so beautiful. These babies come out and they're swimming because they were swimming inside and they come out and they're like not freaking out. And that's the nicest, quietest way to bring them into the world. And my husband was like, absolutely not. (laughs) Um, We are going to have a doctor nearby. You're not having this baby at home. We were even thinking of like, well, what is the closest hotel to the hospital? So we could maybe like set up shop in a hotel. And then if we needed to go. And he was like, not going to (laughs) happen. Voice voice of reason. Voice voice of reason. Good job, David. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then he would go out of his way along with some of my friends to to find stories of people who had their babies at home <laughs> that it went awry <laughs> and that worked for me <laughs> scared straight yes so I'm gonna have a natural birth I mean from get-go getting pregnant was not easy for me okay um so all that sex practice uh-uh oh. no it can quickly not be fun anymore I bet were you doing like taking your temperature kind of stuff and watching when you're like ovulating there's there's watching when you're ovulating there's a book you can read about like i don't even remember the name of it but i live by it for like a while <laughs> you totally like darkened that i did i was like brain. highlighting like, it fine. and everything and i was like who wants the book now <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah there's a certain i mean if you look at the year there really is only a day in every month that you're you can definitely get pregnant oh um and that is if everything is going right in your body yeah so it it, it's really i mean sure the younger you are like 17 um the easier they can you know have a so how long did you did you practice we tried we practiced for nine months um which in the grand scheme of things it's not that long for a lot of people they struggle for much longer Mm -hmm. than that to forever Yeah. yeah um but you but, think about how long you've been trying not to get pregnant. Yeah. And then you're like, okay, now I want to. And you're like, yeah. oh, really? Like, yeah. I have to wait? Your like, body's like, wait a second. I thought we made a deal here. Yeah. By yeah. Like, and like, every time I'd get my period, I was like, what? 
Ugh. I was just, I was kind of yeah, like, deflated a yeah, little bit, yeah, and really, really sad. Mm. And then you have to have your period on top yeah, of that. Yeah, also that. Like, oh, uh, actually, uh, like, this is insult to injury. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so that was really, really hard. But I think it was the hard part of that is that you think you can fix things and that you, you find out the answers and you don't, you're not going to have the answers right away. I didn't know why. I wanted the reason. Why am I not getting pregnant? Yeah. So then um, you finally. You- so we found out and then we got pregnant in a really convoluted way. I ended up in the emergency room. So it wasn't even like this happy, like, yay, I took a test and I'm pregnant. What happened? Um, I had a tiny fibroid. Okay. And the fibroid was right at the opening, like the fallopian tube. Okay. So there was no way to get pregnant. And it was the size of a oh, sesame no. seed. But there was no way to get pregnant. So we scheduled like a surgery. But you have two tubes. Maybe it wasn't the tube. See, this is where oh, my science is okay. not going to be. Exact. Hey, I knew <laughs> something. I know. You're, I you're like, right. <laughs> it wasn't. No, maybe it was the opening of the uterus. Oh, I, don't, I, I know nothing about that. Part. I don't know. But there was a little <laughs> tiny sesame seed blocking the way. Uh-huh. Which seems crazy. It seems crazy. But if you think about the size of what needs to get through there. Much smaller. Much smaller. Yeah. So I had to have this like uh, procedure done. I think it's called an HSG where they, they shoot like ink. Up your fallopian tubes. Like from a squid? (laughs) (laughs) Is it like that, like it glows in the dark on a screen stuff? Yes. Yes. So you see, they can see what is, what's the, what the problem is. They do that for people's hearts too. Yeah. It's very useful. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, So they did it and they saw this obstacle and, or obstruction Mm -hmm. and decided. Roadblock. Roadblock. Yes. Go, go, top it off. Top it off, Tara. Top it off. Cock blocker. (laughs) (laughs) That was worth it. Worth it. Worth it. I was holding it in. I'm glad I did it. Sorry. You just needed a push. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry. Go on. No, it's fine. Go on with your really traumatic. So they saw the obstacle. So they saw it, and then they decided to do surgery. So I scheduled this date for this surgery, pending surgery in the future. And in between that date, I had this crazy amount of pain. Like, I've never had this intense, crazy pain to, like, I I was up in the middle of the night and, like, cramping, cramping and over the back. Like, my husband gave me a Vicodin. Because I was in so much pain. Oh, boy. And uh, it was over the weekend, and he was... Oh, and by the way, this was during the time where we were engaged and not quite married yet. So my friends were throwing me a, like, a bachelorette that day. And I was almost like, I don't know if I can go. Oh. Because... Oh, it was like a... It was a birthday slash bachelorette thing where we went to like a, a spa day or something like that. I got to the point where I was in so much pain that I called the doctor and she said, you should probably just go to the ER. Okay. So we did. And um, it was there that they did a blood test and um, said, oh, well, you're actually pregnant. <gasps> and I was like, I am? And they're like, don't get too excited, though. By the looks of this, it doesn't seem like this one is going to stick because oh. you're, you're, you're in so much pain. And so basically what was happening is the fibroid and the baby, which wasn't a baby yet, but the fibroid and the zygote. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. very good. Mm-hmm. Um, I were... was not going to say that word. I'm happy I did not interject. <laughs> <laughs> Something different was coming out. I think I was going to say an ion. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. I love it. 
Well, they were fighting for the blood supply, and that was why there was so much pain. That's crazy. So they were like, well, chances are the bigger one will win out. And I was just like, this is so weird. But anyway, by Wednesday, so they sent me home. They're like, I don't get too comfortable. And But then they were like, be comfortable because don't get up either. Oh, <laughs> like, shoot. Um, because, you know, let's see if you can keep this. Okay. So we went to the doctor on on the following Wednesday, and they did a blood test to see if the pregnancy, they, there's like a hormone count. Mm-hmm. And it was going up. So it, they were like, well, things are okay. And then my husband was like, but I gave her a Vicodin. <laughs> <laughs> That's true. And they're like, where'd you get the Vicodin, yeah. sir? Yeah. Also, Do you have a prescription for that? Can I have one? <laughs> yes. So it, it was like a little miracle baby. It was a miracle baby. A Mary. It was really, yeah. And she, Mary and so Joseph. She she pushed out the fibroid, right? The yes, so she won. Get it, Annabelle. She Take won. it, fibroid. And now she plays soccer. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's how I picture it. It's true. Yeah. Does she? She's like tennis, Wait. actually. Oh, she, tennis. Yeah. she hit something. <laughs> yeah. Wow. yeah, so that was that was the beginning, which wasn't what I expected. Did the pain stop then? The pain stopped after about three weeks. Oh, wait, do you have to pass the fibroid or they didn't take it out of you? Like, no, you it pass just it? goes away. Just, uh, like, like it never happened. Yeah. Like, wow, thanks for all that pain. Yeah. And now you're just going to like dissolve into yeah. my system. Yeah. Men are just never going to understand. Like no. there are so many things that happen inside my uterus too, like fibroids and like cysts and all these things. And they're just like, they're tiny, the size of this. And then they cause so much pain. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. Anyways. Okay. And I had never had one, or to my knowledge before, so I was like, a five, but what? Right. Um, so, yeah. So she, that was, I considered a pretty, like, amazing thing and was super, super, super excited. And uh, we like to say something on the show called Fun Fact, Sad Fact. Mm-hmm. And this is kind of like, fun fact, got to get pregnant. Sad fact, it was a lot of trauma and pain. Yeah. yeah and that was only the beginning of it. We have another friend who had babies at the same time. The and they same both had time. what we're about to talk Okay, about. now that's... Go yes. on from this so, trauma. So I was out of this pain after like three weeks and thought, okay, I'm ready to be pregnant now. Mm. And I think I went on a walk with a friend and I was like, oh, I feel a little seasickness, like a, a little bit like a mom on a boat. And they were like, yeah, that's okay. That's normal motion. I mean, that's normal pregnancy stuff, mm-hmm. like morning sickness. And I was like, but it's not in the morning. And I didn't know that either. That's the, the most like. What is what? It's morning sickness is not just in the morning. Oh, I didn't know if, that. If I didn't you have <laughs> morning sickness, it means you feel sick all day. That no one tells you. Oh, God. rename it. Yeah, I mean, not everybody. Sick. Not, pregnant sick. Yeah, pregnant sick. Not everybody feels right. that. But when you do, it is not limited to the morning. I wonder if they say morning sickness to like to diminish women a little bit. Like, you know, like like oh, she just has morning sickness, like that. Like if the like whoever I'm sure a man named it because you know they wrote all the medical books back mm-hmm. in like you know like. 1900s. True, like, and it probably was. Oh, it was more severe in the morning, so we'll just call it morning. morning that's what I mean. Like they really. That's what it is. Somebody, yeah. somebody tweet us the real answer. Yeah, I'm not yeah. gonna Google it. Yeah, no. Yeah. No. So, I began feeling a little bit queasy, okay. and around seven weeks, I was out and about, like trying to just you know live my life. And I think my husband was in San Diego, and he called me, and I said, "I'm really not feeling great," and I went home. And I threw up for the first time. Okay. And I was like, oh, man, that sucked. I'm so glad that's over. And then it just kept happening. Like that night? Um, No, like the next day and then the next day and the next day and the next day. And then it wasn't just one time. It was many times. And there was a point where if I threw up eight times in a day, (gasps) that was a good day. Oh, my God. 
it. No. And I had broken blood vessels oh. under my eyes and oh your, my your throat must have been throat was thrashed. Yeah. Oh. By the way, just as a side note, did people did were you telling people at this point that you were pregnant yet? No. I actually that, that when I said I was trying to go back about my life, I remember I was actually trying to just like not right. show it. Do you think they Except all thought, <laughs> they all thought you had an eating disorder? Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, you're bulimic. Yeah. No fingers needed. <laughs> <laughs> Pro tip. <laughs> Just have an uncomfortable pregnancy. Oh. Yeah, I think I probably had to tell everybody because everything sort of stopped. The only thing I, at the time I was teaching, and there were times where I was faking it, and I'd I'd go in. I, I remember I was working and teaching um, children's yoga in an elementary school. And if you feel nauseous, you should probably not be around children oh, because they, they smell. smell. <gasps> oh, See? Yeah, yeah, I that's how much I know. That. Kids, oh. they all smell yeah, like I mean, dried they, sweat. And there's oh. so many different smells mm, and yeah. like yeah. all in one. And many children. Um, oh, so, but I would go into the school and I'd park my car in the parking lot. And before I even got to the door to go upstairs, there was a garbage can. And it oh. felt like almost on cue every time I'd go to the school, I'd throw up in this garbage can. That's crazy. Um, so yeah, how crazy. long did this go on? So it went on for 16, well, well from week 7 to week 16. Wow. Every day. Help me. Every day. I have questions about your body because like, <laughs> no, but I mean, but like, severely dehydrated you had to be mm-hmm. like it doesn't matter how much you try to take like, even like pedialyte or something like that like no you're right i i was with my first pregnancy there happened to be a window in the evening where for an hour i could somehow keep some food down oh my God. um but it was really specific food so it was salty mm-hmm. and then i would just drink something and then as soon as i could digest like feel like i could digest that i'd go to bed and that worked. Yeah. Unfortunately, I on my second pregnancy that wasn't the case. So I tried that and I woke up to throw up. Wait, so sleeping. you had this both pregnancies? I actually had this three pregnancies. <gasps> um, I lost a baby in the eleventh week. Um, oh. Due to something related to hyperemesis. So oh. that's what that that's what this condition is. This called. is called hyperemesis gravidarum. Okay. And that just means like a hyper, like a lot of throwing up. <laughs> it sounds like a flower. You know when they have the fancy words for flowers? Yeah. Like geranium? Yeah. Yeah, there was nothing pretty about it. No. So this no. is also like what Amy Schumer had. Yes. And Kate and Middleton. Yes. So this is an interesting like But they had top. it after. So there was. Yeah, you were, you after, were the, first of all, you invented this. So I invented this. You. So you <laughs> no, you were the pioneer. <laughs> you were like, the pioneer. you know. I do wonder about all these undocumented, like, cases prior to me where I'm like, how did they survive? So, did you, so when you went to the doctor and you're like, yeah, I think this is a lot of throwing, like, up. throwing up, what did they say? I think there were a couple of appointments where we did say well, there's a lot of throwing up, and they were kind of like, well, you can try these pills. They, they give women Zofran pills which are, it's a cancer medication, and you take it, and it's, it's for nausea because when people have mm-hmm. chemo, mm-hmm. they can feel you know, similar side effects. But for me, taking anything orally just meant it was going to come back up. Yeah. So I remember taking it from the doctor's office, going into the parking lot, putting it in my mouth, driving out of the parking lot, and it was pink. Oh. And it just, I was like, okay, there it is. That did not stay down at all. Oh, my God. I, 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 at some point, because it's almost normal for you to be throwing up a minimum of eight times, you know. But when you 
I don't understand when you the the lack of sense of urgency from the doctors. Like when you're saying like I'm throwing up like eight to twenty times. Like, that that didn't that wasn't enough to get them to pay attention. Finally, really? my no, because I guess they were like, yeah, I tried. The, I mean, they tried like a B, a vitamin B shot. I mean, they were trying things, but they didn't seem to be so concerned. They were concerned when my husband said, you know, she's lost almost fifteen pounds since you got pregnant. Like you yes. lost fifteen yes. pounds I went- when you got pregnant. Yes. That, and you're a tiny person to be, but with. but you should be gaining weight because there's a child right. growing in right. You know, yeah, I weighed less pregnant than I had since eighth grade. Whoa! So it's like ninety three pounds. Being a fit model, people ask me all the time how I stay in shape, and the answer is grapes. Hey, Teen Louise here, and I really do love grapes. I mean, I usually have about six of them for breakfast, sometimes more, sometimes less, but that's actually what I eat. I mean, I prefer them right out of the freezer. Yeah, I know, you can freeze a grape and it's delicious. They're like little mini popsicles. I mean, grapes are a part of my complete breakfast, or just my complete breakfast. Well, buy some today, but not too many because they totally go bad. So, your 17th week is when a doctor finally said... No, 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 no. Uh, no. Um, in, the, in, in those weeks. Okay. And so I think it, it was like week 11 or something like that, or week 12, that he was like, oh, okay. And it was a Friday, and he said, I need to give you something a little bit stronger. And if you can keep food down this weekend, we can keep you out of the hospital. But if you can't, I'm, I have to send you for um, intravenous feeding. Oh, my oh God. My Could you God. imagine being bedridden for the rest of your pregnancy? And pregnant. Like, that is no. crazy. And I didn't, you know, I hadn't really, like, I didn't know what that even meant. Unfortunately, I did not have to find out what intravenous feeding was. But now I know what it is. And... That is traumatizing. Which is and what? It being fed through your nose. Oh, like, I didn't think it was that. Honestly, honestly, thought it was in my arm. No idea. Well, there, I maybe I'm wrong, but I watched this video, and it could be totally based mm. on something else. But there was this famous rapper who agreed to become. I think it was a rapper. He agreed to to have the kind of feeding that someone did in it that was in jail. Do you remember any of this? Uh, no, sounding this familiar sounds va- at all? this sounds vaguely familiar, but I don't. Yes. Okay. Well, right. he he went on a you know like um like a fa- fast hunger strike. A hunger strike, and so they had to feed him that this guy in prison. They had to feed him through his nose, and this guy in solidarity with him decided to like have it videotaped. And it was traumatizing to watch him, and oh. he had to make it stop. Like he had to stop them. So, so okay. So the doctor gives you this stuff on Friday. He gives me this stuff on Friday okay. to keep me from throwing up, and he tells me to go. He said it'll make you fall asleep, but all you need to do is eat. Okay. So there were parts of that that I'm like, that's easy enough. I'm suddenly just gonna sleep, wake up, and eat, and go back to sleep. And my friends were like, okay, we can do this. Like, what foods do you like the most? Like, think back. And I could not think of anything except for, like, fourth grade food. <laughs> do you like, think it's a like comfort food, maybe? I it guess, like maybe Because, you know, if, you're, if the back of your brain is really trying to find something, be like, when was I happiest? Yeah. Like, maybe it was something yeah. connection? I don't know, because it was such – it was kid food, but it wasn't comfort food that I – like, I love pizza, 
I didn't crave like I grew up in New York City. I didn't crave like a good slice of pizza. I create like craved like Elio's frozen pizza, which was terrible. <laughs> but I like I somehow wanted that chicken nuggets and macaroni and cheese. <laughs> I, I was like. All right, it. it doesn't matter. So. I'll say one good thing about those choices. They're all kind of high fatty choices. Yeah. Like you kind of needed the fat. Like you needed the, anything. Like when, when I was a little kid, like I didn't eat at all. Like I was really picky eater, but I would eat steamed zucchini. Like that would, I, I'd be so excited. I'd be so like, weird. and maybe That's maybe a little random. bit of jack cheese on it. But my mom would be so happy. Like finally she's eating, but I would only steamed zucchini, not like something that had any protein in it or anything. Yeah. So at least you cho- made some good decisions there. I did. I, yeah. made, I made some healthy choices. <laughs> yeah. So did that work? Mm, yes and no. <laughs> I mean, I'm going to sound like I've had the craziest pregnancy. Uh, because you did. <laughs> you did. I did. I do. I, I, I like that you acknowledge it because it's important. When she said that you're a superhero mom, I mean, you had to go through some things and it sounds like we're just And that doesn't to, even scratch the surface into, of parenting. Um, yeah, so it... it worked for the first di- like you know saturday you know friends were coming over with frozen food that we could like heat up and i was like this is gross but okay i'm gonna eat it because i'm not throwing up because this medicine is wow it's amazing i'm not throwing up and then coincidentally our friend liz mm-hmm. by the grace of whatever you believe in she also had this condition so that we could be a support to one another <laughs> <laughs> And the same due date, pretty much. Really? It was really yes. pretty adorable. Um, and awful at the same time. Awful. Because you don't wish this on your like worst enemy. No. And, like, and it's nice that you have support with a friend to go through this with you. Like misery loves company, but you, you feel bad that you both are going through it. Yeah. And it was. Um. I mean, she said it was like Groundhog's Day every day because oh, you wake God. up and and it is hard not to be depressed because, well, especially the first pregnancy because you don't know if. If all that you're doing is – and all that your body is going through, you don't know, is the baby going to be okay? Ugh. And when is it going to end? Yeah. Because I can say 16 weeks because I – especially during the second pregnancy the, that I got that long because I knew it ended at 16 weeks. But it literally was like one day it just stopped. Mm. But I, I've heard of people who've had it their whole pregnancy. Mm. So, but, and I know you said like, you know, it's hard not to get depressed, but how about not getting angry? You know, like you don't even have the energy to get angry. Mm-hmm. You are just in the bed, looking out the window, and you cannot get up. You cannot do anything. If you get up, you get up to throw up. I, I I knew of another woman who had it worse than I did. She only had one child, and her husband built a bed in the bathroom <gasps> so um. that she didn't have to go far at all. Oh my god. Okay, so this medication, my friend Liz had gotten it from her. OB before I had gotten it. So when I was not feeling well, they gave me, my doctor gave me something different. And he said, this is what I want you to take. And it sort of worked. And then, I don't know, the entire city of Los Angeles seemed to have run out of the medication. Mm. And we tried every pharmacy. And my doctor was like, I don't understand. I don't know. And it's working. I don't understand why I can't find it for you. And I said, well, my friend is taking this other medication, can I just take that? And he was like, well, I don't know. It doesn't let, – let's see if we can find it, find the other one. Couldn't find the other one. He's like, yeah, you know, I think it would be okay. Let, let's just take it. She said she had been feeling a little restless. Like she was – like she said she, she kind of was scooching around on the table. Like it was making her feel like she couldn't stop moving. 
And sure enough, because she had taken it before, when I started to like not be able to stay still sitting down. Like restless leg syndrome? But restless body syndrome. I mean, that's not a thing, but that's what it it felt like. It was like... You're just jittery? No, like I just can't stop moving. I don't, I didn't understand. It was like, I just could not stop wiggling and moving. And that was all day? That was for a little bit of the, the first day. And I had to take it the whole weekend, right? So by Saturday night, I went to bed. I felt a little funny. I woke up on Sunday and I said to my husband, I can't move my jaw. My jaw was locked. I had jaw lock from this medication. And so nobody can see me right now, but one, the bottom of my jaw was uh, like locked on. Askew? Uh-huh. And my hand was also sort of like stuck up here. So I was like. She's your your palm of your hand was was like stuck by my chin and my like, and at one point it like finally moved the other way and I was like, ah, and then I was like, now it's on this side. (laughs) And the only thing that helped is like, I put my whole upper body over my husband and like let my head hang and it kind of unlocked my jaw for a few seconds. And he was just flipping out. He did not like let on how freaked out he was because I couldn't think about that I had a baby growing inside me. In that moment, mm-hmm. I was just like, I don't know what is going on. But he was starting to wonder, like, is this pregnancy going to be okay? And honestly, in that moment, I was like, I've gone through so much. If this has to end right here, I'm kind of like making peace with like, clearly this isn't working. Yeah. Did you, you know? feel like you're possessed? Oh, it was worse than possession. It was like, we've already gone through the pea soup throw yeah like you're yeah. on to the next phase of like where's the exorcism like yeah. it, that's what, this is the visual i'm thinking in my yeah, head no like, it was and he actually my husband said to me at some point he was like don't walk past the mirror please don't look in the mirror oh. which of course i was like i gotta look, look in the mirror, mirror. <laughs> take a picture of this yeah and all of a sudden i was like oh I looked like I had cerebral palsy like i looked like i had and and then i was like is this gonna go away like, am oh I locked God. like this? Because I was in so much pain, too, because I was like, yeah, gr- no, it's like I grinding your teeth, but you can't stop, kind oh. of. But that, especially with your jaw, because that goes all the way down to your neck, too, because yes. you're stressing all your sh- the shoulders. All yeah. Here. yeah. Was there ever a point, and it's a really, I'm so sorry, but was there ever a point that maybe you were thinking that you would terminate? No, it's not. I mean, in that moment, no, I wasn't thinking like that, but I did think I'm okay. I surrendered to I'm okay. If I, I remember like sort of telling the baby, like, it's okay. If this is not working, uh-huh. let's let it go. You can move out. You can move out. Yeah. I can, I'm not going to evict you, yeah. but yeah. Yeah. you have the right to leave. Doesn't seem you, like you like it here. Yeah. <laughs> you can keep your deposit. Yeah. <laughs> you keep your deposit. No, that's but, a really, that's a really nice way of saying like, yeah, but I, I get it. I'm come to like meet people who have had this condition some of which who have aborted their babies. Yeah. They've had to terminate because it was so bad. And Taxing and trying. and I mean, luckily, you were, I mean, it sounds like you're in a really wonderful relationship with your husband that, like, he was supportive. But what if you, what if you didn't have a husband in the were, picture? What if you yeah. had, when we talked about it, when you were talking about, like, I want a baby right now, what if you were a single mom? Like, how crazy and would this to have been to go, to by, go through yourself? This by yourself? I would have had everyone and anyone I knew, oh, like, yeah. be by my side because yeah. that was, like, what is going on in my body? I need help. You know, beyond, it's a very, very um, small percentage of women that go through this. I think it's like 3%. But on the scale of this illness, 
that wasn't even that bad. The jaw lock is bad. That's a side effect of a medication. But the eight times a day is not that bad. When, oh my god! Okay, okay, so that's the, not what it so, felt like. Then. So now oh. you're all like stuck, all like like a weird skeleton, you know, like posed, and your jaws locked. Do you immediately go to the hospital or call the doctor? Because I wouldn't. The- I wouldn't just be like, "Well, we'll I'll take a hot bath." It's like, don't like, look in the mirror. <laughs> <laughs> my husband called the doctor, panicked, and the doctor was concerned and said that that's why he was concerned to have given me that medication in the first place. But he said, "Give it." He said it should ease up when the medicine gets out of your, system. Out of your system. But I, everything for me that I take stays longer. Any side effect you can get stays longer. Like my our friend, she didn't get this. That didn't go that far for her. Like Your support system didn't really do well. Not, for that. Well, she warned me. At least yeah. I had the heads up that I wasn't like, you know, being, you know, invaded by aliens. Yeah. But but yeah, it got really bad. So it was supposed to, he said, in a couple of hours, and it was 16 hours. Oh! And it you was just locked in that position? Locked in that position, trying to go in and out of sleeping. The TV was on, I remember, just like for distraction, but you couldn't really focus on it. And I remember walking back and forth to the bathroom and one time getting up and like kind of putting myself over the toilet and saying, I'll throw up. I'd rather throw up. I'd rather throw up. Bring back that. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And I was like, I can't throw up. I'm like, wow. (laughs) One time I want to throw up. up. (laughs) I'll eat adult food. (laughs) I know. It was so bad. It was really bad. And then when it was all over and I was like sleeping, I heard my husband on the phone to his mom crying. And he was throwing up. Oh. And he was throwing up because he had had so much stress oh, in that yeah. day, not knowing if his wife would ever look normal again, if he would have a baby after this. Like it did, that stuff didn't occur to me in of that. Of course not. No, yeah. because you're in survival mode. Yeah, like, you're you in really crisis. Were. Your body yeah. is in crisis. Yeah. yeah, but also he's being support system, but it's supporting people too. Or have their, own, you know, they have to deal with it too. It's hard for them. Yeah, but he held it together, and then he was just like, Ugh, "I'm yeah. hearing him," and I was like, "Wait, what's happening?" Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I have a question that all during this whole time. The baby's fine. Like baby's how's... fine. See, like that's what a jerk. I know. What a <laughs> jerk. Little parasites. Well, they, they, she's that's doing why great. So the she's doctor doing great. wasn't concerned in the first place because they take everything from you. Right. Everything. Mm-hmm. The babies. The babies. Wow. So then, after this period, after sixteen weeks, then everything. Then I finally felt like oh, a normal pregnant person, and, and that's I when s- you decide you want to have a natural childbirth. Yes. <laughs> like, oh, oh wait, no. we haven't even gotten there. No, I decided to have a natural childbirth for a couple of reasons. I've always wanted to have one. I I mm-hmm. always thought like I was an athlete. I I wanted the I wanted to get like physical about it and make sure that I had some control of like my muscles doing what they're supposed to do but after this side effect i was like there's no way i'm putting an epidural into my body oh, I that see makes that. sense i'd be like, like i didn't even I'd think mo- about that but that makes so yeah, much more. I like never the thought fear about that. the fear oh of like god what tell me one possible side effect yep i'll probably get that so never mind no yeah, yes. i've already heard that some people have an epidural and one side of their body is numb and the other side isn't and then they have to do it again and then they're shaking and then i've seen like my sister-in-law after she had an epidural she was like scratching forever because until it got out of her system i'm like i have had enough yeah (laughs) 
you're like hard pass. Thank yeah. You so much. yeah. After the lockjaw and the weird cerebral palsy I'm arm, I'm, I'm pretty sure I can do childbirth. Oh yeah. Well, yeah. Yes. And yeah. the pain that I felt it, it, when I first got pregnant, I was like, I've, I'm pretty sure I've got this. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. So just to clarify, so then after this, then you got to have, I guess, a quote like normal rest of term. Yes. Okay. Then you get your first contraction. Yes. And you were like, huh. Yeah. So, or were you just like, eh. You're just like, eh. I sneezed. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's funny. A friend, my best friend from growing up, her mom said to me, you know, women that are in labor associate labor pains with fear mm. because they're afraid of pain when pain, pain is usually scary. Yeah. But when you recognize that pain is something that is actually supposed to be there, Maybe you can take some of the fear out of it. Like embrace it. Embrace it and, and realize that the pain is from your body contracting and releasing to get ready to push out the baby. So if you can sort of just understand what's happening and have the pain almost be secondary. You really just sold me right now. Like it makes 100% sense. Yeah, I mean if, I you, if you got shot right now, you'd be like, I'm terrified. Yeah. But if you're like, oh, this is supposed to be happening – it huh. takes off a lot of the – it alleviates a lot of the, like, <gasps> ow, right. mm-hmm. you know. So it was slow and steady when it started, and I was very eager for it to be – I was like, I'm ready, I'm ready. Yeah. And it, for, like, two days, it was like, just kidding, just kidding, <laughs> just kidding. And I was like the, the you know, the, the patient that cried – Wolf. To the midwolf. <laughs> the, I mean, the midwife. <laughs> no, the, for real. This time it's happening. Yeah. They're so like, there were three times she came over to. So I had a midwife. Oh, yeah. Let's get to that. Yeah. Yeah. So. Well, yeah. Because there's a. So again, what we talked about at the beginning is doulas and midwives. A lot of people are doing this now. Can you explain? Do you know like a little bit of the difference or I not? Do. And why people like choose to get one over the other? Yes. So a doula is someone who can come to your home. And um, stay with you before you need to go to the hospital and sort of just be by your side and be supportive and keep helping you with your breathing and and, and guide you. And a midwife is a bit more um, of a combination of that and a little bit of a doctor. So they can check the the fetal heart rate. They can – I mean, you can have a full – um, midwife delivery, if yes. you'd like. Oh, they have medical um, training. Yes, they have medical training. Like they can check that you're dilated and all. Yeah, that stuff they too. can check. Yes, they can check for all of that. They can check um, if you needed like any antibiotics while you were going through labor. They can do that for you. Yeah. Um, so if you were having a home birth, yes, yeah. you can have a midwife at home. Mm-hmm. You you can, and we chose to have a midwife at the hospital. And you didn't have a doula. I did not have a doula, but I took a um, birthing class with a doula. So I was familiar, like we, you like, know, a bunch oh, of couples, kind of like, like Lamaze, but she did her own breathing techniques, but also just educating them, uh, all of us on what birth might be like and the different types of outcomes that you, you know, you could get there and you can expect this. She actually helped with, so we were talking earlier about um, your birth plan. Mm-hmm. She made sure that everybody sort of changed that um, to your birth wish list. Because oh. nothing goes because the way you plan. Because nothing goes the way you plan. I'm getting. Listen, I get it. Oh, yeah. I don't want. Speaking it. as two control freaks over here, I'd be like, "Ooh, this uh, is where you're. This are really losing us." <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We'd argue our way into it. I'd be like, "Nope, this is what we're. T- I don't. Shut up. <laughs> Shut up, this don't is the plan." Yeah. Right. I was. I had a lot of questions about the doula. 
just because I know I have a lot of friends, I feel like it's very designer right now. Like when mason jars start showing up at weddings, <laughs> then all of a sudden people start having doulas show up at the hospital. I'm being serious. Like I felt yeah. like all of a sudden it became like this is what people do because I'm like, like it sounds like an emotional support animal. I could take a doula right now. But I was like, well, <laughs> shouldn't that be your husband That's doing a good that question. role? Like until you said like the the. The, you know, doing a birthing class and things that your husband doesn't know. But like, or none of us knew. Yeah. But like when it comes to just being that person can help you with the breathing and just be there and know your needs and your kindness, can't that come from your husband? It can. But this person is also somebody who's been at many, many, many births mm. and is a kind of nice in-between between you and the doctor. Because I don't know if you guys know about that documentary. This is when it sort of became popular and or uh, there was an awareness towards midwives and natural childbirth or a, you know new resurgence of it was the Ricky Lake documentary mm-hmm. the business of being born which was very eye-opening for me because it really showed how quickly the medical world will push you towards a c-section or induction Mm -hmm. to get you going faster because they don't want you know there's a demand for those hospital beds they don't want you sitting there laboring right so having a doula can kind of buffer that like yeah like you can be home and be in between so you're not there and they can tell you when it's time to go but also when you're there at the hospital and it's taken too long for your doctor this doula can say, no, you know, you can still go in. Because it, it's, it's, it's within your right as a woman to say, no, I don't want to give up right now. I don't want to stop laboring this way. I'm not ready to have a C-section. Oh, I see. But you will get pressure to have one. It's mm. almost like you're paying for like a best friend or an advocate. Like it's an someone, advocate. It's yeah. an advocate. Yeah. For sure. Like someone to be like, I guess so funny coming into this, I was kind of very anti-doula. Yeah, no, I know. You thought, were kind of talking about yeah, it. Yeah, because I was like, like so I just interested. don't understand the name. I don't, you know, man up, do yourself. Now that you say it now, especially when you say like they push you to, for a C-section, because I, under, I understand what you're saying. It's like to have that person be like, you don't have to like just to be the voice of reason and like yeah who's somebody who knows your limits and goes like you know what i think you can keep going or like but a lot of us know we don't don't think we can argue with the with the doctor doctor. you know when the doctor says something you don't want to offend him and like you know or second guess his i do (laughs) you do (laughs) do. but not everyone in that position had like literally that position has the ability to be their own advocate. Sure. No. Well, um, you're mentally not even the right... Me- yeah. Of course not. But this in this birthing class, I remember she encouraged couples to have a safe word to... Linguini. <laughs> Mine was peanut Bubbles. butter. Bubbles. Oh. Oh, <laughs> but like, if I only... And only if I said that word would anyone discuss the possibility of not having the baby naturally because when i use safe word it's for whole <laughs> we know we know we know we get it <laughs> and like i said it's bubbles, bubbles. <laughs> well i'll have to change it now yeah. <laughs> so you had so you were able to have your baby how much how, how, how uh how much did you weigh when she was born since you were so she little was, she was actually she seven and a half pounds Dang! But so she, she was, was uh, two okay. weeks late jerk yeah but she so, needed to incubate a little longer. a little longer yeah. she needed a little longer um that's a good healthy weight especially for someone you know of how traumatic yeah. and yeah your body was gone um, through so much yeah seven and a half pounds that's a good how long were you in labor i actually i was in labor but not in a like crazy intense labor i was in labor for quite a while but sort of stuck at five centimeters dilated and there the midwife that i had at that time said you know 
uh, she had come over to our house at like 7 a.m. and at 2 o'clock or like, no, no, like at 1, she was like, you know, I don't see anything progressing here. I think we should go to the hospital. Mm. And I think she had to tell me that like four times because she kept coming back in the room and I just wasn't moving. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, um, I I think we have to go. Yeah, I I remember like, oh, I think she said it exactly the same way a couple (laughs) times ago. (laughs) Finally, I got there and I think that is the worst drive ever is driving with contractions. Like I remember passing the Starbucks on like Beverly and looking at people and going, how are you just having coffee right now? Do you not know what's going on in my world? Like, the world is upside down and inside out, oh, and I you're could, just sitting there on a pretty Sunday afternoon. Uh, oh. I could imagine if, like, someone, like, honked at you guys. <laughs> like, like, the rage. <laughs> the rage had come out. Do you have no idea what I'm going I'm having a baby. No. <laughs> wow. Yeah, so once I got to the hospital, she had already called the doctor and said, I think we should break her water, which is something a midwife could do because they do have that medical training. But – she wasn't the doctor, so she had to have, but she knew what to, to Say, do. Yeah. Because she can't do it. She doesn't work for the hospitals. It's like a right. liability. You can thing. if you do it at home, but that's a whole yeah. other thing. Yeah. So she told him, yeah, it's not, you know, things are not progressing. So why don't we break, you know, her waters and see what happens? So I guess it's not water, it's waters because there's different layers of bags of water. What? So, see, we're learning so much. Yeah. So much useful knowledge. And they literally use something that looks like a knitting needle. Oh, like a crochet needle? Yes. Oh, I own those. Uh-huh. <laughs> so you're not going to break my water. <laughs> you're not having children. We're <laughs> staying friends. Nailed it. So they do that. And I, I I thought, I don't know what I was expecting. Like, it would feel like I was peeing, but mm. it was like... Oh, like, like raging. Like water. <laughs> it was like raging waters. <laughs> like, like raging waters. And it was like People warm, come out on like and I was like, oh my gosh, what is happening? Like, this is a lot. It was and a was lazy like, oh, river. And it's still going. Like, it just felt like, it wasn't like a quick... Whoa. It was like a, I guess there's a lot in there. Um so the doctor had said, okay, I'm going to go and I will check back in an hour. And I was like, where is he going? She's like, I thought yeah. this was happening. <laughs> so apparently he didn't get down the hallway because I went from five centimeters to 10 in like no time. Oh. Like in minutes? Minutes. And, Whoa. and Whoa. all of a sudden it was like, come back, come back, come back, come back. And I was ready to push. It's and almost full circle. You started with a blockage. Yeah. And, like, and then now like, this dental dam was like another blockage. <laughs> right? <laughs> what? Dental dam. Yeah, that's exactly what was going on in my, in my oh, hooch. Yeah. But yeah, I like this where you're hooch. going. In her hooch. I got it. I got it. I heard it. I see dental dam and I get damned, but she can say hooch. No, I was laughing. Oh, I love it. Okay, so he has to run back. So he's he like, runs, like, back, runs back, and I am pushing in no time. And at one t- at what point he goes, okay. Well, I, I guess I was doing it wrong the first time, and my midwife was, like, whispering my ear, like, no, you got to bear down, which I didn't even really understand what that was. So I'm pushing, and he said, okay, on the next contraction, can you give me, like, just – 10 seconds of pushing and I was like I could give you 20 <laughs> like, I'm, I'm like I'm here we're doing this this baby is coming yes. out yes like I was so excited oh and I didn't know the gender and I was just like oh, so uh, just like oh my gosh I'm gonna meet the baby yeah so I got that baby out really quickly apparently that 10 seconds like you like, did the 10 I did what he said it was not many pushes and there this baby is. was out and on my stomach <gasps> and I'm 
holding and I guess because it was late they there was all these other things they were like well we're not gonna let you hold her too long because we gotta just clear her lungs yeah. and but it wasn't a her yet at this point it was a baby and all I could reach down to touch at this point was the ear this baby was so warm and had hair and had an ear and I kept looking at this ear going I made an ear. Oh. I made an ear. Right <laughs> I, <know>. <laughs> I was just like, it worked. All of that uh, worked. And there is a full baby. And it was worth everything uh, I went through because there, this child was a child. That was the re- you reaped the rewards I did. of all that. I did. Oh. And then this Russian nurse is standing <laughs> over my husband. And she's very nice, but I couldn't understand her. And she says, what is it, daddy? It's boy. <laughs> and so we thought she said, it's boy. Uh-huh. Oh. And I secretly had really wanted a girl. Mm-hmm. And like really, really wanted a girl. Like to the point where if someone said, you're having a boy, I'd be like, no, I'm not having a boy. And I even lied to some people like, do you know what it is? And I'm like, yeah, it's a girl. But like only strangers. Yeah, because yeah. you don't I, want to be proven yeah, wrong. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so anyway, he says, she says, is boy. And he looks and he goes, no, it's a girl. And we were like, it's a girl. Oh. We were so excited. Oh. So excited. So everything with her was fine. No she jaundice totally or anything weird. Or little anything. jaundice, yeah. but nothing major. Nothing like, you know. I always think, I feel like a, a lot of kids I know, like when they get kids, when babies are born, they get they have the jaundice. You know, they go in their little. I had that. But I always think they just want to go in the tanning booth for a bit. I did. Yeah, I that's did. it. I'm like, I just did. want to go tanning. My son did. My son did for a few days, yeah. So she- when you, when okay, so you get through this. Now you decide that you're going to have a second child. That's what I'm thinking. Like, like did you wait? This- did you Did you practice for it? Or did you, did you decide to have? Like, no. It, I mean, there was a He's great- not going to listen to it. He's only seven years old. He's not going to listen to this podcast. <laughs> you can say if, if that was like a happy surprise. Like, he won't know. No, I mean... Uh, it was not an easy decision. And there's more time between my children's ages than most of my friends who had second yeah. children. Mm-hmm. Just four because, years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because there was not, I was not ready, ready by any. To go through that to, again? My yeah, God. any stretch of the imagination. Now, when, like, when you decided to get pregnant again, did your doctor say, like, you probably would have it again or they don't know? or the, like, I had done the- a ton of research uh-huh. and he didn't know. But, I mean, this is where I want to go back to why midwives and doulas are so much better because there are a lot of things doctors don't know. They know how to deliver a baby safely. They know how to watch you through pregnancy. But they're not the most patients, like patient people through, why is the baby not coming now? Mm. Or hyperemesis. Not every doctor even knows about that. Well, no, I would say I don't judge. I just feel like there's so much stuff that doctors need to know. There's so it's much. Tons. There's so much new studies that come yes. out. So, so it's like when you have somebody who's very specifically about that subject, such as a midwife or a doula, like that's what they're going to really focus on. I don't think it's not a slight to doctors because I think it's. I don't think so either. Yeah, but it's, it's just what the difference is, and yeah. I think that's what you're trying to highlight is why, especially now, people are getting these, you know, using a midwife or a doula, and it's it's again to be their own advocates, to be as informed, and I think that's what's happening today in this age, especially people having a baby and the business of being born. I mean, you want the information. Like if I were to do this, I would be reading 24 hours a day. I'd be re- like looking at everything because you, I, again, I like to be a prepared person, but there is so much information out there. So when things like this hyperemesis comes up and people are like, I've never heard about this before, it's like it's so interesting to highlight something that a lot of women go through. Yeah. Uh, so then, okay, they're like, 
to the doula and midwife's like, yeah. The like, doctor doesn't want to, like, say it's going to happen again. But then everyone else is like, it's totally going to happen yeah, again. Yeah, and I'd already been part of, like, a study through USC for You were two Trojans, so sorry. Yeah. <laughs> She's going to give us our moment. She's like, okay, go on. Yeah, are you done? Are you done? We're done. Oh, no, never. <laughs> that's, that's not true. Well, this woman had had it herself and she was a doctor and she uh, has a full website with a support page and it's pretty clearly stated there that once you have it you're gonna have it oh boy um there was some some minor evidence that if you have a pregnancy of a boy versus a girl maybe those hormones wouldn't contribute so much but that's not the case no no it's okay you decide you're gonna have a kid I know this sounds so insensitive. Do you bulk up on your weight like before you, you had before you got pregnant, knowing that you probably are gonna throw up a lot for whatever how many weeks? Like, because that would what I would be like. I have to get this winter body up because I'm about to lose a lot of weight. I think I actually did think about that a little bit. I don't remember. I I think what I remember doing is just not being very careful and just mm. being like. But I but there's a limit to how much you can kind of eat but also you're gonna go through all this while raising a baby like a a under four-year-old she would be three and a half three something yeah so you like you're gonna go through all these symptoms and still have to take care of your child well that yes and you know sadly having to go through it once and then decide if we were going to do it again after that second that miscarriage it was brutal but you need to call in all your support you know you need to like build an army yeah I realized that I was not going to be picking her up at preschool and that I was going to be spending time with her reading with her next to me versus like going out and playing or taking her anywhere for that window of time. Yeah, because I, I also know like that, that there's like certain formative years that really affect us, you know, but there's something about being three that doesn't like if she was five, it, it would imprint her a lot much seeing mm-hmm. her mom weak because that's yeah. how it comes across mom being weak or mom having troubles or mom not being there when I need her three I mean a shiny object kind of kind of gets our attention yeah 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 I mean I remember like I I like to do things naturally not just childbirth but like I like to eat healthy I like to you know save the planet when I can save the planet and and and, and feed my children with natural healthy ingredients and I remember during that time asking my husband well what did she have for dinner and it was the same thing every night. Mini, <laughs> with those mini mini <laughs> pizzas, chicken and nuggets, and macaroni Just and cheese, like pasta. Like yeah. that was what she ate. But I was like, okay, I can't even hear any more about food. So yeah, yeah. You're like good luck. I I was like, she seems to be thriving. Great. <laughs> so then, okay, the pregnancy happens. It's worse. Equal. Well, so the the second pregnancy, I got sick a week earlier than I had oh, in the first one. And it was, shay. it felt already bad when it started. And so I found out through the midwife that I had used the first time. Oh, and I had planned for the second child to only use a midwife, to not have a doctor at all. Okay. And she had recommended this company that comes to your house with an IV and all these different things to help you. And one of the things that they gave me was a Zofran pump. So I was injecting my own stomach twice a day to put in that same cancer medicine that the first pregnancy I wasn't able to keep. Oh, the pink one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So instead of having to digest it, uh-huh. it was going straight into my bloodstream. Tara Jean's dying right now. Ugh, I find this. I, can't. I can do all that. I'm like, I'm high. I'm super. I'm flop in- sweating. I can't. This but see, it doesn't. So it was much. very hard for me. Though. Really? I'm more like, she, yes, oh. because 
in I'm getting so hot. <laughs> <laughs> you can't. You, it, you're having like pull yeah. your skin and like. And I, I remember just like my hand was like no one two three nope one two three nope what mm. ah! <laughs> you know. Oh. And this so, is a child. This is a child that survived this pregnancy. No. Oh, oh no. God. And I think. And this is completely controversial, and who knows what That's the reaction? Yeah, for. I mean, we don't know, but I I actually thought about this before you guys had me here today because I was like, what do I really believe about why that baby didn't make it? Mm-hmm. And I really, my doctor really believes that it was just a miscarriage that. It was just not a perfect lineup of cells, and that's why it didn't work out. I do believe, though, that the medication that I took had something to do with it because it was pumping through the my... Zofran? Yeah, the, the Zofran pump. Because Zofran helps plenty of people when they take it orally, mm-hmm. but having the pump it just felt like too much. Felt like too concentrated? Yeah, and when I look... When, when the time of the Zofran pump starting and the time of the heart stopping lines up way too closely yeah and i so i made peace with it somehow and i was like well maybe it was that or maybe it wasn't either way the baby at that point wasn't healthy we had already seen though an ultrasound and a heartbeat in week nine so by week 12 it was sort of devastating because that's when you are ready to tell people you know so for me i just had to kind of put it to rest and and we, well, I didn't put it to rest right away. I had like a full on pathology report of this baby because I was like, I want to know, but there's nothing conclusive. What's a pathology report? Like an autopsy? Yes. Um, yeah. I have to ask the questions that people are thinking. Cause yeah. No, it's like, like a little. But they can't, they, they're like, they can't tell. They can't tell. Yeah. So it's, it, you know, I, I can't understand you wanted an answer. I of wanted course. an answer. I think mm. I got my answer later though, because what happened is there's this big, huge lawsuit. And they reached out to me because Zofran was being sued because doctors shouldn't be giving it to pregnant women. It's a drug that could cause miscarriage. Mm. So I didn't end up following through with being part of the suit. I began to do it. And I was like, you know what? It's peace of mind for me enough to know that this is – I didn't make this up. Uh, Like there are women who have lost their children to this. Yeah. So going back to like the moment though of – deciding to go to have another one because that was like the third pregnancy actually happened in the hospital when we were there for the dnc which is it's actually i don't know if it's it's a it's it's an abortion it's an abortion yeah i'm like i don't say the word you're allowed to say it (laughs) okay um well because you had it was it was it was deceased in your body yes um well apparently i didn't learn this later you can actually if you want to be so natural you can let that baby come out in the time that it wants to come out. But I was like, get it out. That's when I yeah. did evict. Oh, yeah, yeah, I was that's like, it. <laughs> like, that's oh. it. Well, yeah. then because you probably, we can't get pregnant again if you're no. trying to get pregnant. So you got to like, yeah. No, and I was it. so fixated on it. Like, yeah. And I had had a friend oh, would who. Would you walk around with the in you? It was like only the actually, they, the, the doctor's office was really great. They got me in within two days. And I felt very like oh. grateful because I know people have to wait a lot longer. Yeah. Um, oh, my goodness. Your, my, my heart is hurting for your yeah. heart. Like, my heart is oh. hurting for your heart right now just just thinking like just having empathy because that's insane okay so now you're there I'm there and you know you know there's that like thing and somebody sent this to me actually they're like I hate to spoil the ending but it all works out in the end (laughs) 
Oh God! Wait, it, somebody it, sent you a quote. Uh-oh, yeah, TL. someone sent me. Yeah, no, someone sent me. Jill hates quotes. Uh, I yeah. hate inspirational quotes. Yeah, no, and this, and and I resented it in the moment, but I was like, oh, okay, I guess she was right. But anyway, They're not just not words. that day, not that day, not it's at all. So insensitive when you're going through the worst thing ever. Oh, they didn't send it to me then. They sent it to me when I got pregnant again oh, because I was oh. so nervous. You know what I want? I want a hug. I don't want your one day is going to work out because guess what? Or time heals everything. You know what? Time does heal wounds. I get it. So does alcohol. <laughs> yeah. But like in that moment, someone says, well, time heals all wounds. Isn't that how they say it? Mm-hmm. Right? In that kind of voice. Yeah. But like time heals all wounds. And then you're like, okay, well, that's doing nothing for me right now. No, it's but doing then nothing. When, it just makes me angrier. But then at some point when you're like, oh, I haven't thought about that in a long time. Like it doesn't affect me anymore. I guess that quote's right. Who the F cares? Because <laughs> it did nothing for me that whole it's time true. I struggled. It's true. Well, I did have that friend that sent that ridiculous quote, but then I had another friend. My friend was a good, honest friend because mm. I said to her in a like completely pleading, innocent moment, I was like, can you just tell me I'm going to have another baby and everything's going to be okay? Mm. And she actually said, no, I can't. I yeah. can't make that I promise. Yeah. That's yeah, so that, that was a good friend because I was like, oh, okay, that was the truth. Yeah, yeah. and you that's and I think it's lovely to hear. Tarjean and I are very brutally honest with each other, it's and like I think too much. I think there's times where both of us have said something similar to like, no, what's going, what's happening right now is really shitty. Mm-hmm. What's happening to you is really shitty, and yeah. you you should feel sad. Yeah, like because sometimes you don't want to hear. Sometimes you have to sit in the sadness, and yeah. I think, and sometimes you have to sit in the accept because like sugarcoating everything doesn't help you move forward. Yeah, like sugarcoating, like what you went through is trauma, and it's sad. And you know what? It might not have gotten better, but you know what? It, like for this story, it did. Yeah. So yeah. like we're it okay. So yeah. then, so so we're sitting in this waiting room, and <laughs> I say to my husband. So the first time around, we had this name that we wanted to use. Okay. At, uh, and in the moment of labor, he I mean, in my first contraction, he's like, I don't like that name. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I cannot talk to you right now. <laughs> like, I'm a little busy. You. Yeah, I will talk to you later. But it was a boy's name. But I, I was like, I can't believe he's telling me this now. <laughs> so in the waiting room before this horrible Eviction. procedure, yes, I say to him, is it okay if we name the baby Gabriel? Because we're not going to have it anyway. And he says, and it was just like the sweetest, most like this moment of levity. He's like, yeah. And why don't you add your sailor, your clover, and all the other ones that you're not going to get to use. Clover? Oh, I had a cat named Clover. I thought Clover was cute. That's and he's like, cute. yeah, you can add sailor and clover to the mix because we're not using those again next time. Sailor? Was it going to be spelt with a Y? or No, it was sailor. And I had a legitimate reason for naming. It was because I thought like... When, you know, it goes up, it sails up. Oh. Like this, you know. <laughs> no, but it wasn't like, it was one of those names I played with. Thank goodness there are two people deciding the baby's <laughs> names. I, you know, it didn't even dawn on me. I'm, I'm processing a lot of things you're saying right now. Like, that, because you have to do the eviction because you have, you know, it's not alive in you, but you have to carry it. But then also, I didn't even think to name it, mm-hmm. name him. I didn't even think, like, you would name him. I think... For me, not everybody, but from the moment that I heard that I was pregnant, my identity goes into being a parent of that being. Yeah. Then I was like at a loss a little bit. Even though I had, I still had one at home, I was just, I lost that one. So yes, naming it felt like there was some completion to that. But we had gone through so much with the first pregnancy and then this. So to hear him joke about there is a next time, he brought the next time up. 
you know, in saying next time, you know, Mm -hmm. we're not going to use those names. So I was like, ooh, it was a moment of hope in a really dark moment. And he said, you have a, you had such a good teammate. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is what I'm getting. Like, you know, really a teammate, someone who was like, we're in this together. I know you're going through all the like crappy things, but like he was there. Oh, he was there. And he, he said though, right there, he goes, we will try one more time and that's it. Mm -hmm. Like we cannot try and try and go through these kind of things over Mm -hmm. and over again. So there's a lot of pressure on that third pregnancy. (laughs) So I got pregnant really quickly after I didn't take any drugs through the pregnancy to help with the vomiting. Um, I had an IV twice a week for fluid just to not be so dehydrated. Yeah, yeah. Because then your organs start shutting down and stuff like that. Yeah, but it helped actually. Had I known that the first time, like it really did help. Just made you feel better. Made me feel a little bit better. They said they'd never seen someone not like who took that much fluid in and didn't have to go to the bathroom. Yeah. So she, mm-hmm. they, the nurse was hey, like, you could be a winner. It's every, it's something different. Right. Oh, and I never told you this. Speaking oh, of winner, wait. winner. My OB after the first pregnancy, I brought the baby in because you do like a check afterwards mm-hmm. to see that everything is healing properly. And he said, okay, I can tell you this now. But you had the worst pregnancy I have ever seen. It's from a doctor. Uh, <laughs> see, that's, see, I can tell why you're Did smiling because you? it's almost like because it's almost like uh, like I wasn't crazy. Yeah, like like it was it's validating. Bad. Validating is the 100%. worst pregnancy I've ever seen. You know what? We should clap it up for the worst pregnancy. <laughs> Listen, Thank Listen you. you made it <laughs> quite a bad Javonar. But then you did it again. I did it again. And you had another healthy baby. I did naturally. Naturally, wow. and much harder pregnancy, like labor. Oh, labor Not wise. pregnancy. You didn't, pregnancy yeah. was same, same, was as expected. <laughs> Pretty bad. Only lost 11 pounds awesome. this time. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Oh, wait, and you had, the, you had the midwife or just a do So I didn't have the midwife anymore. We had already like spent a lot of money uh, on yeah. all of these other uh-huh. things. And I just decided to have a friend of mine be there mm-hmm. and, you know, Let's go through it. She's gone through a natural childbirth, mm-hmm. and she was there to support me. Just be a little, little protector, yeah. A little longer of a labor. A longer of a labor. Going back to why someone has a doula or a midwife, it came up very clearly for me in, in this pregnancy. Oh. I mean, in this labor. Because whereas with my daughter, I was like in a nice five centimeters dilated, kind of co- somewhat comfortable, this pregnancy – this labor went straight to eight centimeters dilated. We were at the hospital much quicker. Like, it, and, and people say second babies, like they come flying out. So I was like, oh, this is going as planned. Again, don't get stuck on mm-hmm. those expectations. Um, at eight centimeters dilated with rolling contractions back to back, I got stuck there for hours. Oh. Did your water break yet? Um, they broke my water. So I'll be like, I know same, this one thing. Same yeah. thing. I was like, go get them because that's going to happen mm-hmm. and the baby's going to fly out. And it was like, they broke the waters and I was like, ready. All right, here we go. And nothing oh, for hours. Boy. And so that is when I heard the doctor say, we need to start thinking about what we're going to do. And you're like, and did you like, no. no. Well, I was exhausted yeah. at this point and I was kind of like, I don't even think you could turn me on my side to give me an epidural at this point moment in time I don't think I can and I just sort of ignored him but then he came over and said what do you what do you you have any ideas of what you'd like to do and I kind of thought okay he's pushing me towards a c-section or inducing or or, or, well no because at that point it was yeah yeah. and then my friend comes over (laughs) 
and says, you can do it, Shay. You can, you can do it. Don't, you're not going to do a C-section. You can do it. Mm. And then my husband comes over and says, what do you want to do? And I looked at him and I was a hundred percent sincerely being honest. I was like, I'd like to die. Oh. <laughs> and he's like, <laughs> that's, I'd like to die. And he's like, that's not really an option. No. And I was like, I don't know what to do. I don't think I can, I don't want to have a C-section, but I don't think I can do this right now. Ugh. I'm so tired. And I remember like holding the railing and having my head against the railing. Yeah. And I was like, I want what happened in Mad Men. I want to have that twilight sleep. And then they just hand you the baby. <laughs> <laughs> and then I remember a midwife came in. And I'm telling you, these people know what they're doing. Like she was just roaming the halls? No, there's a midwife at, thank goodness, oh. <laughs> at the hospital now, but only, like, not by your side, by any, like, mm -hmm. for any of it. Like, comes in. At one point earlier, she was like, you got to relax your forehead. Like, you're too, you're too, like, stressed. Yeah, yeah, tense. And apparently I've heard that. Like, what's going on on your forehead is what's going on down below. Oh. Mm. So you should get Botox. <laughs> your freeze it off. Oh. <laughs> yes, also. Um, so I was like, okay, I'm going to, you know, relax. But then she went away again for hours. Well, she comes in this moment of like, I don't know. And she presses and says, your bladder is full. You're not going to have a baby until you empty your bladder. And I was like, what? So somehow I get up off this bed mm -hmm. and I remember like looking at the sink in the bathroom and going, I could knock my head on the sink. <sighs> and then they would have to lift me and get the baby out somehow. Like I'd have to, the baby is coming. I just don't know if I can get through this oh, whole thing again because yeah, yeah. it was getting just so exhausting yeah. like at this point. But anyway. I got up off the toilet from the longest pee, and I was like, oh, and I'm still peeing. And I was like, okay, I got to get back to the bed. And I was like, I don't know what's going to happen when I get there. I'm so tired. I'm so tired. I was just, like, really, really exhausted. And I'm like, oh, I think I have to push. And uh. I, I was so, so prepared for them to say, no, not yet. And they're like, oh, she needs to push. Oh, I got goosebumps. So then, and then, you know, within again, it was like a few pushes. When I got to that point and my body was ready to have this baby, mm -hmm. I pushed out this child. And Did you know it was going to be a boy or girl before you had I did this time mm -hmm. because we wanted to prepare our daughter. I love it. Wow. What a story. You know what? I was – Tarjean told me a little bit about your – birthing obstacles and I was like Ugh, like this is gonna be hard to listen to but I not only have learned so much I am amazed of how biased I came into this thing about midwives and doulas and all the research I did about it and how much you have swayed me the other way now I feel like I don't feel bad because I'm allowed to question anything I want of course I'm an adult but when I said super mom I mean I meant it yeah and I now I feel like Take the cape. Like, she handed you the cape. <laughs> like, Take accept it. it. Like, you were, like, in the beginning of the show. You're like, I don't know. Um, yes. Thank That's you. why you were PTA president. That's right. <laughs> right. You earned it. That's What'd you guys right. do? Just <laughs> have a kid? No. I, know. I mean, look, like, you know, so many women struggle with pregnancy on all aspects and all parts of it. And, you know, you, you, ha you got handed some pretty tough pregnancies and – I just hats off to you. Like, Thank you. Kids. And your husband. You. And, your, and husband. your husband. I mean, it sounds like this really, like, can make or break a relationship sometimes. Like, like stressors, like, you know, money stress. Like, things can really hurt a relationship. But this, this seems like, yeah. strengthened it. For anybody listening, like, this is a message to those, like, going, like, 
your husband can be involved and can make a difference and can be as present as he wants to be and just be there for you in ways that he's just just like David would. He's you know you're going through all this and then all of a sudden he's puking because it's like yes because he's there with you he's in it and you know it's what a gift that you had and I just hope other people have the same gift yeah. when they're going through this and, yeah. and also hearing the story like knowing there's support groups out there support you know groups. there's websites there's things you're not alone yeah so yeah. do you have any like shout outs for people who might be going through this or women? i do um because your doctor might not make you feel like this is the norm at all but there there are other people going through this and there's an organization called her but it's hyperemesis.com or dot org Oh, it's .org. I have .org. it. Yeah. Okay. Can you spell that out for me? H-Y-P-E-R-E-M-E-S-I-S. Hyperemesis.org. They're also apparently, because I just looked up their website too, they have a study and they're like encouraging any woman who's going through this to please reach out to them to be participating. Because that's the thing we didn't ask you, which maybe you may or not know. Do you, Is there a reason certain people get this and certain people don't? The only thing they know is that it is a reaction to your own hormones. Hmm. Which has proven to make sense to me because even like through weaning after nursing and things like that, all those changes have like thrown me a little bit more than they throw the average Joe. Interesting. But yes, it's, it's some sort of reaction to your hormones or you, you have like a higher amount. But right. I, don't, I don't know. But there's even... no like test you can take to find right. out if you have it in your system before you get pregnant. No, and it's not even genetic. Because so I have a sister and a mother who have had multiple pregnancies without throwing up. Mm. So interesting. So again, if you have this, please like take part in the study. Maybe we'll find more answers for it. Mm. Yes, and actually, even if you don't have it and you are pregnant and you want to do a favor to people who who are experiencing this, there are studies you can do so that they can compare. Oh, so there are like little saliva tests, and all all it is is filling out some paperwork and spitting in a cup and sending it back. Oh. Interesting. I could do that. What about people who are looking for doulas or midwives? Do you have any resources on how to find one? Anna Markell, if you live in Los Angeles, is an excellent doula. Okay. She has a whole – she has something called Binny Birth right now, which is like a whole – it's a it's a building. Mm-hmm. And she has different classes there. And she even teaches people how to become a doula. That's awesome. Yeah. I found one thing too. It's called Donya.org, D-O-N-A.org. And that seems like a resource to find doulas. And that seemed to be nationwide. I think you just, awesome. you know, probably asking friends and people who've been through it too is probably a good resource. That could be a yeah. big guess. Groupon. Yeah. Groupon. And, and I, yeah, I'm sure there's so many Next door. different options. <laughs> Next door. <laughs> Facebook Marketplace. I love Facebook Marketplace. We've discussed this. I know. I bet you could find something on there. You won't find it on Amazon. <laughs> uh, oh my gosh. Well, Shay, I am so happy that you came and shared your story with us. So inspiring. So amazing. Thank and you. I'm so glad I didn't go through that. I, I, <laughs> You scarred Tara Jean. Oh, 100%. I've sat with this for years. <laughs> wow. Thank you so much. It's very brave of everything you did. And thank you for sharing the story. I mean, thank it's not you. fun to relive it, I'm sure. No. No. But, but if it, it can help anybody, like, yeah. to know they're not alone. And that to give them hope that maybe in week 16, you might actually eat again. I like, I didn't remember that I ever liked food in that time. Are you back to eating healthy? Yes. All right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she, All right. Just back. make sure. She's back. She's back. Okay. Oh, my well, gosh. Well, got through that. We got through that. <laughs> Uh, Why is that exhausting? I'm tired. I know. <laughs> I'm exhausted. I'm winded. I just, and all we did was talk. I know. If you, when you like this episode, we'd love it if you would 
either like it or subscribe to it or both. both. Um, we're going to put out episodes like every other week about different, different topics. Yeah. But different topics, you know, from a single point of view, you married know, point, married of point of view. If there's anything that maybe you want us to talk about, feel free to message us. Tweet you, us. Tweet us. You can slide into our DMs. Mm, I love that. Because where are we at on uh, Instagram, T. Louise? We're at Single versus Married Podcast. The Single vs. Married Podcast. And on Twitter, we are Single V Married. I don't want that S. Well, hmm. Mm-hmm. And then on Facebook, we are Single versus Married Podcast. Um, and we want to thank Jonathan for the music that you heard through the show. At Campfire Cassettes. Jonathan's the best. He's such a guy. And if you go to our awesome, kick-ass website, singleversusmarried.com, that's because we have the digital executrix who whoops, helps whoops. whip our digital life into shape. Whoops, whoops. You can find her at www.digitalexecutrix.com. So are you going to have a kid now? You think you're going to have a kid? No. No. Okay. No, no. Are you going to ask me? No. I don't. (laughs) No. Okay. No. No.